thank you to Kenneth Copeland Ministries for sowing the airtime for this broadcast. There's enough power in every sick room and in every hospital room to raise up that sick one that may be describing you. Yes, you yes. may be in a sick room. Yeah. You may be in a hospital room. And I want to remind you, power is present. That power is there to do a work. Believe in what's present, not trying to get something, but notice that he's already made it yours. It's present right where you're at. Say, I receive that power. I receive that power. I receive it right now. I receive it right now. From the top of my head. The top of my head. To the soles of my feet. The soles of my feet. We are so glad to have you with us today. Thank you for taking the time and we invite you to get your Bible. Follow along with us and take notes. And uh, if I could say this, release your faith in the word you hear today because we're purposing to be doers of what we're taught, aren't we? Amen. We've been looking over the past several episodes at something, just a a subject called growing up spiritually. I tell you what, when you grow up spiritually, yeah, you're able to do more. Yes. You're able to cooperate yes. with God in a greater way. And uh, I was, I've been referring to an interview that I had uh, some time back. And I was asked in that interview a question of, Pastor Nancy, what was your darkest day? And I said to them, I said, it's not one particular day that was my darkest day. There was a season as a spiritual baby when I didn't know what was mine in Christ. I didn't know my authority and the devil took advantage of what I did not know. And life was harder. <laughs> you know, ignorance makes life hard. Ignorance doesn't mean unable to learn. It means untaught. And we don't want to occupy the seat of the unlearned. Uh, we want to be taught the word and run out ignorance because because as we grow spiritually and we're able to be more skillful in the word, life becomes sweeter. Yes. Amen. Amen. Um, we've been looking at 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 2 in the Amplified Classic Translation. Peter was talking, uh, gave this instruction, like newborn babies, you should crave, thirst for, earnestly desire the pure, unadulterated spiritual milk that by it you may be nurtured and grow unto completed salvation. Know this. He says the responsibility is with us to grow. It's not with God. God has given us the means whereby we can grow because his word is food to grow by. But um, God can't force us to take it. It's up to us to hunger for it and desire it. And so that's what we've been talking about, having a hunger, having a desire to grow because as we do, then we can enjoy more of what God's made ours. Everything that Christ purchased for us, it belongs to us. But as long as we have no skill with the word, we don't know how to cooperate with what's been made ours. And so if people are going to remain spiritual babies, not addressing their spiritual growth and development, uh, they're going to face difficulties that could have been avoided. And I don't know about you, I'm all for avoiding unnecessary difficulties, right? (laughs) You know, the devil's going to pose us, absolutely. But I don't want to set myself up for difficulties just because I'm not being obedient to what God said. Not growing up is, um, is not, we, we just need to obey the word. 
-hmm. and and d take the steps to grow up, yes. to grow up spiritually. Yes. Amen. Amen. Because the blessing is when you're able to cooperate with God in a greater way. Yes. I want to read Hebrews chapter five and verse 13. This is the Amplified Classic translation again. And it reads, for everyone who continues to feed on milk is obviously inexperienced. Mm. Now stop right there. Anyone who continues to feed on milk. Is he saying that milk is wrong? No, he's saying don't stay at that level. Right. Amen. Don't just be okay with just uh, the bare minimum. Right. Just coasting through your yeah. spiritual right. life, picking yes. up a little bit of, a little bit here, a little bit there, mm -hmm. on purpose, press to grow. Yes. The Bible talks about not just meat, but uh, milk, but the meat of the word. Right. Um, spiritual babies can't take the meat. Yeah. Um, they need milk, but don't just be content on the milk. Yes. Go for, go for where the substance is yes. so that yes. you can grow. It, so he, it, Paul writes in Hebrews five thirteen for everyone who continues to feed on milk is obviously inexperienced. Mm -hmm. Look at this next word and unskilled in the doctrine of righteousness. Now, what's that mean? Righteousness means we're right with God. Right. How come we're right with God? Because Jesus is right with God and he gave us his righteousness. Right. He made us righteous. It's a free gift. Yes. Now, right, we could say righteousness is this, who we are in Christ. Mm -hmm. So when someone is only ever staying on milk of the word. They never come into the knowledge of who they are in Christ, what belongs to them because they're in Christ and what they can do because they're in Christ. Now those are, that's where we're going to bear the greatest amount of fruit. When we know who we are, we know what we have and we know what we can do because we're one with Christ. Because uh, what belongs to him belongs to us. And we're walking that way. We're living that way. We're making decisions in line with who we are in Christ. We're speaking words in line with who we are in Christ. We're a doer of the word. Right. Amen. Amen. So he says here, uh, everyone who continues to feed on milk, meaning milk only, they're not taking in any other thing. They're obviously inexperienced. I don't know about you, but I don't want to, I don't want to go to a place of employment and be, you start out as the most inexperienced person, maybe on staff, yeah. but you don't want to stay there. <laughs> if you stay there with lack of experience, not doing well, not advancing, your job's at risk. Yeah. Isn't that right? Is when employer needs to cut back, what's he going to go? Who's he going to look at? He's going to look at those who bring the least to the table. Those who are most inexperienced and have not taken steps to develop as an employee. Well, even so spiritually, we don't want to be the most inexperienced when the devil shows up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We don't, we want to have some experience of knowing who we are in Christ, yes. what belongs to us and our authority in Christ, what we can do. So he, again, he, he says in Hebrews five thirteen for everyone who continues to feed, and we could say feed only mm -hmm. on milk is obviously inexperienced and unskilled in the doctrine of righteousness. This means they're not growing up yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, for he is a mere infant. He's a spiritual baby. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter. It, it, 
how long you're saved is not how far you've grown. Right. That's, right. That's, right. That's right. Now listen to that. Mm-hmm. Just because someone has been saved for years doesn't mean they've been growing. We have to take stock of ourselves and say, am I growing? Uh-huh. And, and is my faith accomplishing more than it did last year? Right. Than it did last month? I shouldn't be at the same old place in my life. Every arena looking the same year after year after year. If it, if, if it is, that's an invitation to grow. Amen. So he says here, he says for the one who only takes milk, they're unexperienced, unskilled in the doctrine of righteousness says he's a mere infant, not able to talk yet. Ah, look at this. We can tell how far we develop by our talk. How far are we growing up? How far are we developing in our faith? Now, I've said this before. If our faith isn't growing, our spiritual life is not developing. Because we can only grow by faith. We have to add our faith to this word. Um, Faith has a way of speaking. Faith has a way of talking. Right, we can tell how far we're developing by our talk. Are we still saying the same thing in our marriage to our spouse that we've said all along? Or is our communication with one another reflecting our spiritual growth? Because really, our communication is always reflecting our spiritual development. Whether we're developing or not, whether we're just stagnant, it's always revealing Mm -hmm. where we're at. What about the way we speak over our finances? The way we speak over our bodies? Mm -hmm. As our faith is growing, as our spirits are developing, Mm -hmm. as we're developing spiritually, our faith should come up. Mm-hmm. Our talking about faith should come up. Instead of worrying year, in times past when we would have worried about finances, now we're talking to yes. our need. That's right. We're That's calling right. it supplied. We're yes. calling it met. We're yes. calling the money I need, it yes. comes. Yes. Instead right. of falling into a place of fretting and right. worrying right. over our finances, wringing our hands, saying, I just don't know what I'm going to do about my finances. I, your talk is showing something. Amen. 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 Dive into that word and let that word elevate your talk. Elevate your words because we are living at the level of our words. And we are speaking at the level of our thoughts. That's right. Amen. For our our words to come up, our thinking has to come up. Amen. We have to have thoughts of the word to speak words of the word. Amen. So it says here, um, again, it says that someone who only takes milk and they're inexperienced and unskillful in in the doctrine of righteousness, that they're a mere infant not able to talk yet. Verse 14, but solid food, no, not just milk, but solid food is for full grown men. That's where we're headed, right? Full grown. We're not content to just stay uh, unskilled in the word. Uh We want to grow up. But solid food is for full grown men, for those whose senses and mental faculties are trained by practice to discriminate and distinguish between what is morally good and noble and what is evil and contrary either to divine or human law. Right. What does that mean? 
someone who's full grown, um, they notice this, they have trained through practice their senses, mental faculties. They're talking about the soul of man, their mind. What's that mean? They got their mind under control. They've disciplined their thought life. Mm -hmm. They've renewed their mind with the word of God and they will, they're practicing it every day. That's full grown. That's, that's what a full grown, uh, spiritually someone's full grown does. An unrestrained thought life, not paying attention to our thought life Mm -hmm. is an invitation to grow. Right. Yes. 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 Amen. Amen. Yes. Amen. How many of you know you have to pay attention to your thought life? Yes. <gasps> That's right. Your thought life, uh, the way we think either opens the door to the devil or closes the door to the yes. devil. Right. The devil can only gain access through uh, uh, thoughts that are off the word. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. Right. Amen. When we speak think and speak in line with the word, we close the door to the devil. That's but right. when we don't speak and think in line with the word, we open the door to the enemy. Right. So ignorance of the word makes life hard. Yeah. And the devil doesn't want you to find out what belongs to you in Christ. He doesn't want you to become skillful in this truth of righteousness. He doesn't want you to find out who you are in Christ. He doesn't want you to find out what belongs to you because once you do and you become a doer of that word, uh, His heyday is over in your life. He's not pushing you around anymore. Amen. Growing up spiritually and becoming skillful with the word makes life easier and sweeter. It doesn't mean things leave you alone. It means you've learned to not let them trouble you. That's right. We can know our spiritual development by how far, how are we troubled? Do we worry? Do we fret? Is fear something that we've not yet really um, dominated Uh in our life? Listen, those things come to all of us, but as we grow up and become more skillful, they stop leading us. They stop pushing us around. Turn with me, if you would, to Proverbs chapter 3 and verse 13. Proverbs chapter 3 and verse 13. This is the Amplified Classic Translation. And it reads, happy, blessed, fortunate, enviable is the man who finds skillful and godly wisdom. And the man who gets understanding, drawing it forth from God's word and life's experiences. What's he talking about? Someone who's growing up. Someone who's developing, they're getting hold of God's wisdom and they're implementing it. They're gaining understanding and they're becoming skillful. They're experiencing it. Notice the condition of this person. Look at the first word, happy. Not tormented, not harassed, not pushed down, not depressed, not worried, not fretting, not under it. Amen. Amen. This man who has gotten hold of the wisdom of God, where is that? The word of God revealed by the spirit of God. He gets understanding. Look at this. He's drawing it forth from God's word. Yeah. He's drawing it forth. God's not just dumping wisdom on him. He's going after the word and drawing the wisdom out of the word, meaning the man's in control of the flow of wisdom. It's not God controlling how much wisdom we, we, uh, we receive and walk in. It's us. The more we draw out, the more we grow. 
That's right. The quicker we grow and the sweeter life is, the happier we are in life. Amen. Amen. Now go with me to Romans chapter 12. We've got to go back to a few of these things. I just want to touch on them real quickly so we can go forward in the upcoming episodes and stuff. But Romans chapter 12, verse 1, you know this. It's an important one for us to know. Paul is writing and he said, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service, or the Amplified says, which is your spiritual worship. So what is, he, what is this telling us to do? He's saying, don't let your body rule you. Let your body, uh, present your body to God. Look at these words, a living sacrifice. What happens to a sacrifice? Well, under the old covenant, when an animal was a sacrifice, it was killed. It was dead. So he said, uh, treat your body as dead. It's not, it's not leading you. It's a living sacrifice. You have put it on the altar. You put it on the altar as a worship to God to tell God, my body will not rule me. My body will not guide me. My body will not dictate my life to me. Why? Because the flesh is at enmity with God is what the word says. Your flesh, if it gets the lead, will not lead you into greater fellowship with God. (laughs) It won't lead you into greater flows of God. It will lead you into more carnal things, more natural things, more earthly things, but not more spiritual things. So you say, Father, I offer up my body as a sacrifice, meaning I say it's on the altar of God. I will not let it lead me. But it's a living sacrifice, not a dead one. It's a living sacrifice, right? It's not pushing me around. Verse 2 says this, And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Verse 1 is telling us to do something with our body. Verse 2 is telling us to do something with our mind. God did something with our spirit at the new birth. He gave us a new spirit. But we are the ones who are the custodians of our mind and our bodies. We have to do something with our body. We have to do something with our mind. That's called letting your life develop, grow up spiritually so that your spirit is taking the lead, not your body, not your mind. Right. Amen. Amen. Yes. So uh, we have divine help with this though, yes. called the Holy Ghost, yes. called the Word to help right. us in yeah. this development process. Yes. Amen. Yes. So notice in verse two, again, it says, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. As we take on God's way of thinking, that's the renewing of the mind. Mm -hmm. As we are being a doer of the word, that's the renewing of the mind. As we renew our minds with the word of God, our lives are transformed. What's that mean? They don't look like they used to. This is spiritual development. It involves to grow up spiritually, we have to do something with our thought life. We have to keep our body under. Remember what Paul said. He said, I keep under my body. Lest after I preach to others, I myself should be a castaway. In other words, just because you can preach it, just because you know it doesn't mean you kept your body under. (laughs) He said, I keep my body under because what I preached, uh, I know what to do. I know how to do it and I do it. So we have to do something with our bodies. We have to do something with our minds. And uh, 
that, that plays into our spiritual development. Yes. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. And our lives will be transformed when we do that. Yes. Um, just because um, I knew, when, I mean, even before I was born again, I had a hunger and a desire to do something for God. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know the terminology. I didn't know the word call, being called anointed. I didn't know all these words, but I always had it in my heart that there was something God had for me to do. Uh, he has a plan for everyone's life, but I knew it was connected to ministry somehow. Yes. Um, just, and then of course, once I got born again and began to study the word and sit under the teaching of the word, I began to recognize a call for the fivefold ministry. Um, being called to the fivefold ministry did not mean I was spiritually developed. I was a pastor for 25 years. Just because I pastored did not mean I was developed. And I decided I don't want someone in my congregation to be more spiritually developed than me. Amen. Amen. Because just because we're in the ministry, does not mean we're spiritually developed. Right. That's right. right. And so we need to make sure that even though we're called, to, some may be called to ministry, we're all developing believers yes. and full-time, those in full-time ministry. Yes. We have to put our bodies under. Right. We have to renew our minds, yes. develop our spirits. Yes. That's the lifelong uh, employment yes. of the believer. Yes. Right. Amen. We Amen. have to do it. I said, we have to do it. Now go with me, if you would, to Galatians chapter three, and we're going to look at, start in verse 29, and then we're going to go into chapter four reading. So Galatians chapter three, verse 29, it reads, and this is Paul writing to us. And he said, if you be Christ's, then are you Abraham's seed? Look at this and heirs. Mm -hmm. If you're born again, you're an heir. Yes. What's an heir have? It, mean, it means you have an inheritance. Yes. An heir has an inheritance. You are joint heirs with Jesus Christ. What belongs to him belongs to us. Right. right? So if you be Christ, then are you heirs according to the promise. Look at verse 1, chapter 4, verse 1. Now I say that the heir, talking about us, as long as he is a child, differeth nothing from a servant, though he be Lord of all. Wow, that's good. But is under tutors and governors until the time appointed of the Father. Even so we, when we were children, were in bondage under the elements of the world. Amen. Yeah. Uh, so he's saying just because you are an heir doesn't mean you're grown up. It doesn't mean you're developed and it doesn't mean that you're able to partake as fully as you should or could if you stay a spiritual baby. Amen. Amen. Because we're heirs, everything that belongs to Jesus belongs to us. Amen. This is a picture. This passage is a picture of someone who isn't mature or someone who isn't developed spiritually. They possess all, but they're in control of nothing because they're a child. They're living like a servant. Now look at, look at this again. Look at the wording. 
verse 1, for, chapter 4, verse 1. Now I say that the heir, as long as he is a child, differs nothing from a servant, mm. though, he, though he's Lord of all. Um, I don't know about you. I don't want to be living like a servant when I should live like an heir. Amen. I want to enjoy and partake. Yes. Um, a servant in a house, let's say a wealthy household and there's a servant. The servant sees what is in that household. Mm -hmm. The servant may handle it, but none of it's his. Right. Yes. But the child, someone who belongs as a family member of that, yes. he sees it all, but he can't handle it all until he grows enough to handle it. Right. And then he differs nothing from a servant. He can't partake of it yeah. as fully yeah. because he's not growing up. Yeah. As we grow, we're able to partake at a greater level. Yes, that's right. Amen. I want a greater level of, yes. of peace, yes. a greater level of joy, greater yes. degree of faith, right? Yes. Greater, walk in greater health. Yes. Amen. Amen. Uh, walk in greater degrees of prosperity. Yes. Amen. 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 So we have to, to come out of this childhood stage so that we can enjoy sonship in a fuller way. Yes. Yes. We have to do something with our bodies. Right. We have to do something with our minds. We yes. have to renew our minds. Mm -hmm. We can't just say, well, this is the way I was raised. This is the way I am. That's the way to stay a spiritual right. child. Right. Amen. That's the way to stay spiritually young. Right. The word tells us we are changed from yes. glory to glory. Yes. Notice this, to come into greater degrees of God's power and yes. his glory calls for change. Yes. Yes. Right. I'm not here to stay the way I am. Yes. I'm here to change. I embrace yes. change. I yes. endeavor. I always want to change. God, I want to grow. I want to develop. I'm not just going to get rutted in the same way of thinking. Right. Yes. If I see that the way I think is in opposition to the word, I'm digging out that wrong way of thinking. Yes. I'm going to adopt and take on God's way of thinking, making his thoughts mine. Right. I'm going to change in my thought That's life. Right. I'm not going to say, well, this is the way I was raised. This is the way I am. Live with it. That's, that's, that's carnality that's and it's spiritual youngness yes. and it will rob you from enjoying all the fullness and the wealth right. as the heir of a household of faith. Right. Amen. Amen. I want to partake of everything. Yes. I want it all. Don't you? Yes. I want it all. Yes. Jesus paid too much of a price for us not to take it all. Yes. Amen. Yes. Amen. But we have to grow into maturity, yes. spiritual maturity, yes. so that we can be the partaker of all that belongs to us. Amen. Amen. Well, you don't want to miss it. We're not done yet. But until next time, remember this, Jesus is the healer. God bless you. To watch or listen to today's message and other messages by Nancy Dufresne, visit DufresneMinistries.org. God has provided a way for His children to have ongoing visitations from Him. But many Christians don't recognize these visitations. Your life will be changed as you meditate on the revelations in this book, Visitations from God by Nancy Dufresne. Order your copy now at DufresneMinistries.org. Come join us for our Dufresne Ministries Miracle Crusade in Georgetown, Texas at Church on the Rock, October 15th through the 19th. For more information and to register, 
visit our website at DufresneMinistries.org. Come expecting your miracle. In Nancy Dufresne's classic book, The Greatness of God's Power, she teaches how God wants us to know His power that is in our direction. It belongs to us. We cannot live the life God authored for us without His power. Order this book now at DufresneMinistries.org. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at DufresneMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, submit a prayer request, or visit our online store. Thank you to the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries for making this production possible.